Do you know we were scheduled to record this podcast on Roger Moore's birthday? Were we? That, I mean, that was like six weeks ago. Do you, do you still want to go ahead and sing? Absolutely not. I only sing for Sean Connery and Sean Connery alone. Wait, wait a second. But, but you also like Craig and Dalton and you don't mind Pierce. Well played. I admire your luck, Mr. Bond. My name's Bond. James Bond. Thank you, Mr. Bond. Name's Bond. James Bond. It would have been our third birthday. We have a tendency to accidentally record on Bond actors' birthdays. Yeah, because we had Lazenby and, and Connery. And Connery, yeah. Just had luck. We didn't even plan it. I don't even know when Dalton and the other guys are. I don't know. I'll have to look into that. <clears throat> How you doing, Scott? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Pretty good. Get back into it, you know? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Coming back from, uh, we had kind of like a Casino Royale. Yeah. We had a little bit of a break. We had some legal issues, you Here know, with, the... uh, what's his name? McClory? I don't know what you're alluding to. <laughs> I was alluding to the uh, poker we had set up here in oh. the studio space. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And the and fact it. that we're surrounded by women's dresses hanging on uh, clothes that's right now. That's an interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> so, Octopussy. Yep, yep. Uh, it's the movie of my childhood. Yeah. I kind of, it's like that one of those bonds that I definitely remember you know, growing up in the 80s and, and watching. I, sure I still hate Roger Moore, though, but... Uh, it definitely brought back some uh, childhood memories. I didn't. I didn't mind him that much. Reinforces my whole, you know, childhood theory of Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, people. Uh, he's a he's a bond of their their childhood that they could watch with their dad. Dad's picking up something. They're picking up something. He's, you know, he works on both those levels. Is is that saying something negative though? I mean, are you saying like the people that still like Roger Moore to this day are children? No, I'm saying they have like some type of attachment to That's him. True. Yeah. Yeah. And now at this level, they should be able to see what made them laugh as a child and as an adult. They can see the other side of the humor as well. Right. Absolutely. So yeah. in some ways, he's deeper. In some ways. In some ways. But in he some ways, he's not even a bond. And, and we'll yeah. talk about that later when we get to the the, 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 the distinguished debauchery. Mm-hmm. That's a mouthful there. Got some yeah. marbles marbles in the mouth. Drinking anything? I am. I've been on a Lillet kick. Because I've just, you know, drinking Vespers lately. Just when you jumped in two feet to the uh, Daniel Craig era there? Yes, yeah. And our preparation for Spectre? Yep. Yeah? So I'm drinking a Lillet, I believe it's a Vive or Vive or something like that. It's just basically tonic and and, and the Lillet. Okay. It's interesting. Refreshing. It is very refreshing. It's more Unlike this movie. <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, just a little Diet Coke. Nice. Keep it light. Just in like this nice movie. a nice glass though, in a beautiful glass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's good. So you want to recognize some social media? You want to do that up front a little bit in case... Uh, sure. Yeah. We're on Twitter. Where can we find ourselves? As always, you can find us at uh, Bonding Over Bond. And if I wanted to go on Facebook, where would I go? It's just uh, backslash, or if you're one of our international <laughs> listeners, it's forward slash uh, Bonding Over Bond. Mm-hmm. And if you want to send us an email... Bond at gmail.com. Pretty much that's it. Mm-hmm. So uh, hit us up. Make sure to comment, like, all those kind of things. Yep. And uh, let's all get started and bond together. Funny how it always goes when love when you don't look, you find. But then we're two of a kind. We move as one. 
Octopussy, the 14th Bond book, a collection of short stories, and the 13th Bond film. So well, this leads us into our standard 0030 segment. The standard 0030. Yep, where we summarize the film in 30 seconds. Yeah, which is uh, coming out. It's unique. Hopefully, if you're listening to our podcast, mm-hmm. you got a chance to enjoy our special edition Odd Jobs, mm-hmm. where we released all our 0030s, uh, and we divided them up by Bond actor, except for Lazenby. He didn't get his own. He kind of got shoved in there with Connery, with, uh, Connery which historically he always is, so we mm-hmm. felt that was... Uh, appropriate the right place to put them. Yeah, so if you like this segment, we have that podcast. You can check those out. Uh, it's Connery Lazenby, Moore, uh, Dalton, Brosnan, and of course, uh, the Daniel, Daniel Craig, minus Spectre. Spectre yep. is in out of that. We'll get to that in its traditional order. Mm-hmm. The 24th installment of Bonding Over Bond. 0013. So, uh, who won the coin toss this time? I guess I'll, I won it this week. Okay. You ready to go? All right. Uh, here we go. Octopussy. Let me repeat. Octopussy. That's the name of this film. Octopussy turns out to be a jewel smuggler whose business partners decide to double-cross her during a heist of Fabergé eggs, as well as other Russian jewels. Little did she know her counterpart, Kamal Khan, has struck a deal with a power-hungry Soviet general to detonate a nuclear weapon inside of an American airbase in Germany. Bond saves the day in clown makeup. Oh, by the way, Octopussy runs a circus, hence the makeup. There's a mini-jet, new M, outstanding casino scene, and a camel-toe army. Just watch the movie, it's pretty good. Plenty of time. We had a few seconds to spare there. You only mentioned the word octopusy four <laughs> times in a 30-second summary. That's right, it is four times. Of like, oh, the movie times. Octopussy. <laughs> Whew. I'm looking forward to your double uh, 030 here. It balances out because I mentioned the word octopussy once <laughs> in 30 seconds, which I believe is like the appropriate you know, time to octopussy mention ratio. So again, whenever I hear a bell, I'll start. Someone is selling fake Fabergé eggs, so of course MI6 sends Bond, because that's a good use of their resources. Good thing they did, because renegade Soviet General Orlov is trading priceless Russian treasures with fakes so that the real treasures can be smuggled and he can pay off smuggler Kamal Khan to help him obtain and detonate a nuclear bomb in an Air Force base, making it look like an accident, prompting Western disarmament. They need the help of Octopussy in a traveling circus, because of course, the plan is foiled, people die, Bond defuses the bomb in a clown outfit, and the good guys win. You got three seconds to spare. Nice job. It's a pretty simple. It's a straightforward Bond film, which is kind of uh, rare. So that's yeah, just a little know, bit of uh, it's positive, easy little, for a kid to understand. A little bit of investigating up front, clowns included. Yep. Any loose ends on this? Mm, I like the the hence the henchman. Neither of us mentioned Gobinda. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty powerful henchman. Yes, I don't know if you want to talk to talk about him in the villain section or not. But Maybe, yeah. I, I did like his dice crushing scene that was similar to uh, Odd Job with the golf balls, with the golf ball crushing. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The only loose end I have, and I thought it was, you know, worth pointing out, the backstory of Octopussy's father is oh, yeah. actually the plot of the short story okay. Octopussy, which when you think about it. So essentially what the backstory is is that James Bond allowed her father to kill himself 
So he、mm. can die with honor、mm. instead of Bond dragging him in to like face treason charges because he was smuggling, I think it was secrets and such. So what what is the weird part and what I couldn't stop focusing on in that story、mm-hmm. is that Bond is a peer of her father's generation, yeah, and so that just makes him creepily old compared to her. He's got some years on him. And that weird, I feel like I'm indebted to you for allowing my pops to shoot himself.、Mm-hmm. Thanks for that. <laughs> so our family didn't suffer embarrassment in the British courts. Yeah. Thanks, James. You're gonna let me.、Uh... <laughs> let me help you. Yeah, let me.、Uh... You can't see that because this is a podcast, but I、uh, I did the international symbol of a、uh, little BJ action going on there. That also. Can we stop and say that in all the Bond films, there's never an illusion to that Bond is just getting like an HJ or just a BJ. <laughs> like he's either going all the way with these girls, like he doesn't have time for any other base. It's just that's why he drives those cars so crazily. Yeah, maybe. So that has a little.、Uh, I don't know if you want to talk about the latest Bond installment and that connection a little bit there to Spectre.、Mm-hmm. How does that tie in with Spectre? Enlighten me. With the、uh, allowing. Allowing、uh, Octopussy's father to kill himself. Spoiler alert! How does that tie in with Spectre? With Mr. White. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah.、So、there's a little nod there. Like that was good. I wish people could see because you're sitting there just nodding. Just nodding my head. Yeah, that's good. So spoiler. You know, that's a little spoiler. Not really a spoiler. You know, hey. Well, that's yeah, kind of a that's fucking kind of spoiler, a, man. That's kind of a big spoiler. That's a big spoiler. <laughs> if you haven't seen Oct, if you haven't seen Spectre, our apologies. Yeah, sorry about that. That happens. I guess that's an interesting connection there.、Uh, and when we get to the Spectre podcast, we'll probably do an odd job, and we'll point out all the references、mm-hmm. Spectre had to all the movies,、mm-hmm. uh, which was something I enjoyed about Spectre. But I guess a lot of people are giving it a hard time. That's such a、uh, love letter to the Bond fans.、There's、a lot of haters out there. Yeah, there is. But、uh, you know, so on to one of my favorite segments of our podcast, Bond for the non-Bond.、Oh, so, so go ahead and sell me. On、uh, sell me an octopusy without saying the words octopusy. <laughs> so I can't go. The title's octopusy. Need I say more? Nope. <laughs> It's fun. You know, did, did I use that one before? It's fun. I stole I that from、so. Thunderball. Yeah. Time.、Um, it's hard to sell this movie.、Uh, there's a great opening scene with an airplane blowing up a building. A building is blown up. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything other than that. Okay, which is interesting because you like this movie. I did like this movie. You're untr- even you're, though I rank it very low in a lot of things. You're struggling. I, I okay. Well, my me, my、uh, myself for this point is it's one of the few complete, and I use that in quotes, James Bond films that Roger Moore makes.、Mm-hmm. And so, in watching Octopussy, I actually felt like I was watching a James Bond film. Which was one of my bigger criticisms of Moonraker, was that it was just an action film that happened to have the character、uh, James Bond, the second half of or the the last third、yeah. of Moonraker. I did enjoy much more than you did, and you can listen to our last podcast,、mm-hmm. actually two podcasts ago now, about Moonraker. That I enjoyed that spy part of it, but even the character and、uh, that he plays. Is missing the traditional J- James Bond, the, the, all the stuff we talk about, the distinguish debauchery,、mm-hmm. um, but Octopussy kind of more so. He actually、yeah. he plays he plays 
in *The Spy Who Loves Me*, and I think this movie, you get the most complete sense of James Bond as as we know him. Yeah, I'm just sitting here trying to think, like, because you you've you know you've reinforced that I do like this movie, but I rank it really low, and I really can't defend why I like it. I mean, I just I, and we'll get to it in the distinguished debauchery, but I do, I really like the casino scene. I like the use of airplanes. Yeah, I like the Bond woman. It has all the things that you like about a Bond film. Yeah, except for the Bond part. Yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, well, maybe, all right. maybe we'll flush it out yeah, a little yeah, bit more once you get distinguished debauchery. All right, let's go. All right. The Distinguished Debauchery of 007. I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard, but it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. Then you'll also know that in poker you never play your hand. You play the man across from you. By the cut of your suit you went to Oxford or wherever. And actually think human beings dress like that. But you were it with such disdain. Since MI6 looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect Queen and Country. Beautiful. Every now and then a trigger has to be pulled. Or not pulled. It's hard to know which in your pajamas. Q. 007. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. Martinis. Rank on the scale of zero to five olives. I had this at one. One olive. Really? Yeah. I mean, uh, all I have is he um, he drank some champagne and then he had a martini shaken, not stirred. Uh, yeah, he had two drinks is what I have it at. No, he has two bottles of champagne, a white wine, and a vodka martini. And I explicitly have the note, there's more drinking unlike the rest of the Roger Moore films. That's true, because he drank with Miss Magda in bed. Uh-huh. Um, that was the champagne. Uh-huh. I'm trying to remember where he orders the martini. All right, either way, what do you have it at? Four. Because just pure quantity? Because quantity, especially for a yeah. Roger Moore film. I guess I can buy that. Much more than, than he normally does. So in pure quantity for, for me, it's it's at a one just for in, in its entirety. But yeah, I buy your four olives for, for more just because how little he drank in all the other films. Yeah, okay. All right. Casino Roya. Rank from lowest poker hand to highest. I have a straight flush for the 100,000 rubies, and then he doubles it. Which I thought was... Rubies. A, uh, what did I say? Rubies. What did I say? Rubies. Yeah. It's the accent. It's just <laughs> the... English is my second language. <laughs> oh, by the way, and I then also he have takes He takes the dice, which I thought oh. was a baller move, because he knows they're loaded. Yep. I, thought, I mean, that's big boy gambling right it there. Was, it was freaking awesome. I love that scene so much. Uh, I In my notes, I used the F-bomb. Great. You know, my, the best part is, you know, that he doesn't even look at the dice. Because mm-hmm. he knows. Yeah. I mean, that was just, just baller. It I was. the entire thing. White dinner jacket. Mm-hmm. No carnation. Okay. That's no. fine. But, uh... And then even the chase after the... I know we got a couple seconds left in here because we both agree on this. It was a great scene. Yeah. Even the chase afterwards, and he's got all the rupees in his in his pockets. Uh-huh. And, you know, he got he gets hit with the sword and yep. the money, and then easy come, easy go. Right. I just, like, I that was a kind of a continuation of the, of the gambling for me. But, yeah, straight flush where I have it. Turnbull and Asser, 
Rank from zero to five cufflinks. It's pretty hard. Uh, there were a lot of uh, outfits here. I had 16 outfits, counting one of them was a towel after the uh, after he gets out of the water in one scene. But I have them at three cufflinks. And it's just really, they're not horrible, but they're not great. It's just I don't like that era of, right. of, of clothing. I'm going to have to defer to mm-hmm. you. I have, um, I have an X on uh, my notes, and it's simply this. This is my notes. That damned red shirt. <laughs> I know it was a disguise, but good God, that shirt was awful. And the, the Roger the Moore film. Mishka like, and, and Grishka shirt? Yeah. 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 Um, and, but compared to other Roger Moore films, he does seem a bit classier. There's a white dinner jacket. Yep. Uh, but it's still that error, I think we agree, mm-hmm. um, is, is just not the best. Not for us. Right. Aston Martin. Rank from 1 to 500 horsepower. I went at 75 horsepower mm. because um, I don't really care that the Bajaj, am I saying that right? Are we talking about the same car? That little, the company car where they're in the, in the chase and they go through the wall. Ah, oh, the, you're talking the, uh, the rickshaw? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't. It's cons- apparently a company car. That's apparently like a Q created MI6 vehicle. Yeah, it is. It uh, is. Yeah, I, nope. 75 horsepower. See, I put the uh, Alfa Romeo GT, GTV6 in there. The one he stole, steals from the woman in Germany who, who cuts That's him not off. a bond car. That's not. That is what he did the chasing. He did another chase in that car. I don't think that qualifies as the bond car. I think it does. I think it does more than the rickshaw because it's actually a car. The rickshaw is a glorified. It's a comp. It's an MI6 vehicle. It's the only MI6 vehicle that he drives. You know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to figure out what the, the entry criteria is in this because yours we're is all even over the a place. car. Yours isn't even a car. <laughs> it has four wheels and an engine. For that matter, around, he was also in General Orlov's car. Again, not his car. I know. So that's it's not the car. That's a point film. for you. Stop arguing. It's a point for you. I'll consider the Alfa Romeo. But. I think you should. I have it at 275 horsepower because I thought it was a decent car chase. Um, yeah, it was a decent car chase. And the rickshaw, I would have probably been more around the 100, and 100 150 horsepower category. All right. Q branch. Rank from zero to five Qs. One stinking Q. That's really? what I have this at. Yep. I just wasn't a fan. You know, they got the uh, hydrochloric uh, acid pen that he got out of, uh, what is it, the, the monsoon palace of Kamal Khan's. I did like the crocodile boat cover thing. That was I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to stop you there and I'm going to, I'm going to shenanigans is all I'm going to say. Five Qs. This movie is five Qs. There's no argument about it. And I'm going to reference back because you're the aviation man of this team. The opening sequence. Oh, that's that's true. I don't even have that in the yeah. That that, that on that's MI six. Yeah. That's MI six standard. That airplane f- done. We're done there. There's that five is. cues. That is. That then they have the alligator right boat. There. They have the watch um, with the beacon inside. Yep. The, the the Seiko egg. watch. The yeah. nice, nice Seiko watch. Yeah, because yeah, of course Bond is wearing Seiko. Sure. Yes. Yeah, the seventies were rough on everybody. <laughs> and the hot air balloon with Q with the Union uh-huh. Jack. Exactly. All right, you've you've you persuaded me. Thank you. I, I am easily at the five Q's category. All right. That's a complete turnaround right uh-huh. there. Uh-huh. License to Kill. Rank from zero to seven rounds. I had this movie at seven rounds. Hmm. And I, I know sometimes we're really inconsistent in our rankings. <laughs> and 
I've been kind of ranking Roger Moore inside of Roger Moore. And so for this one, it's we finally get two movies in a row. There's some bite to Roger Moore. He's he's killing people in, yeah. like James Bond would. I have him at 11 kills in this film, which is a bit much for Roger Moore in the Roger Moore era. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Sorry, I'm discounting. Yeah, I'm at 15, 16, 16 to 17 kills. Yeah. There's a lot of... the. Yeah. Uh, I have it at five rounds. Okay. Um, so I'm in the neighborhood. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, there's some some more of a violent violent scenes with him shooting uh-huh. the uh, the one Russian the Soviet soldier right in the head, and they that was like pretty graphic for the time. I thought. Right. And obviously they go downhill in the 80s with the Timothy Dalton and get really gory and graphic. But, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, that was pretty graphic for me, and I and I like the way Gobinda died and and Kamal Khan died. Uh-huh. Um, in the airplane, the final scene there. So I thought it was it was great. We're, we're right in the same area. Okay. All right. Finally, the quote, Bond girls, end quote, rank from zero to five suffragettes. One suffragette. I think you're going to be shocked here. I agree with you. Really? Yeah. A lot of powerful women in this movie. Yes. Um, I mean, it's an all-female cult. Yeah. Of, like, kick-ass ninjas. Yep. Camel Tightly Army. clad ninjas. <laughs> and also, you have Bianca and the opening sequence. She's clearly a co-worker. Is that her name, Bianca? Yes. Okay, because... I did some research. Because I, I, I was reading the closed caption, and, and he said Gorita? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe that... I don't know what She's he was... She's credited as Bianca. Okay, I'll buy yeah. that. Yeah, she yeah. was she was great. The only, the only problem, the only issue in this film mm-hmm. is the sexual harassment in Q's lab, where he zooms <laughs> I, in on that woman's cleavage I love and just, scene. like, leaves it there. I and I was like, you can't do that anymore, I James. You do that in the workplace that is, that is, she's filing a complaint today yeah, with that, HR. That was one of my, uh, one of the things I enjoyed section of the movie. I'm sure it was. I don't think it does any favor <laughs> to Roger Moore's portrayal no. of James Bond. I don't think Sean Connery... Or even Pierce's Brosnan yeah. would, would be that you classless. Could, you could never get away with tasteless. that today. And no one would no one would stand up for that today. Right. I think um, it would be uh, something like that would happen, but just blatantly putting the camera yeah. right at her no, cleavage. No, and, yeah, that's not a joke anymore. No, it's not. All right. Welcome to Bonding Over Bond, running rankings. Opening sequence. Uh, so for the opening sequence, I think it's it's at least middle. I like the opening sequence. I think it has two things we're both going to like. Mm-hmm. They're in Cuba. We've got an airplane. Was it Cuba? Yeah. Not it's, Panama? It's, um... I'm pretty sure Cuba. Okay, we'll have to correct that. Well, we'll have to check fact that. check it in mm-hmm. our uh, mysterious fact checking section <laughs> that we have to get on and 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 do that. Um, but the my only issue the title sequence I thought was very 80s. Me too. I wasn't a fan of the title sequence, so it kind of like takes away. So I think that's gonna this gonna bring it back. Um, although we're back at uh, they're they're using nips in the title sequence. Mm-hmm. Blatantly, with no shame. I might have to go back and look at that for uh-huh. that one uh-huh. during the fact checking. Um, I loved it. I have it at the bottom of the top third. That sounds about right. That's yeah. probably where it's <clears throat> the the opening sequence part was good, mm-hmm. and then the I think the title mm-hmm. kind of brings it down. Song, the cold uh, we'll open. The, I mean, the cold open was good. Cold open was great. Yeah, title and the title. title was fine, but yeah. it, it wasn't as powerful as right. the opening was for me. Which All leads right. us to the song. Main movie song. 
So in the song section, horrible song. Bottom third. Uh, somehow I my notes say the bottom of the middle third, but no. Let me tell you right now, the it, it is going to the, the bottom third. Yeah, bottom third. Um, I don't even know really what I had to do anything with the movie. Mm-mm. So I hope you're giving the listeners a little snippet of that. Yeah, they've heard it. Song. They heard it like 20 minutes ago. And that's true. That's true. They're here again to end the podcast. And... I'm sorry. Cars. This is going to be a fun one. Bottom right, third? Are we doing the rickshaw? Yeah. Bottom, it's bottom third. Bottom third. Yeah, it's a company car. It, it's a rickshaw that does a wheelie. Mm-hmm. The villain. I don't know how you feel. Uh, and this is kind of one, is Kamal Khan? Kamal Khan's the villain, right? Is General Orlov so I'm gonna, part of it? I'm going to maybe put my foot in my mouth. I think we're in the classic... From Russia with Love Quadri. I'd agree. Where there's a plethora mm-hmm. of villains. Mm-hmm. And I ranked From Russia really high. And then I know there was another movie, much like it, where I kind of contradicted myself. And even though there was a plethora of villains, I ranked it low. And got a refresh. I don't quite remember which one it was. Could um, be a For Your Eyes Only. It might have been. Uh, but I think we're back in that kind of category. And But... You don't they're, love they're these like you do yeah. from Russia with Love. Yeah, those yeah. villains are memorable. They're yeah. classic Bond villains. I like Khan. I kind of liked him. He's got some sass to him. Yeah. I think he's kind of like a sleazebag, though. He is kind of a sleazebag. He's like double-crossing everybody. and An exiled Afghan prince. Right. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's alive anymore. Nah. It's okay. <laughs> you wanna, did you want to talk about Gobinda anymore? Or um, if you wanted to. Mishka and Grishka. I think yeah. it was just like you said. It was just like this mishmash bag of of villains and henchmen. Right. Uh, Orlov was what I would expect anybody to think like of a angry Soviet general. Sure. You know stereotype, but uh, they were fine. I didn't love them. Didn't hate them. They're gonna be middle third for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. What? No matter how you break it down, middle third. And your middle third? I think uh, more like bottom. More like bottom third. Yeah. All right. The actor's portrayal is Bond. James Bond. So, sir, Roger Moore, mm-hmm. you should have stopped. You've mm. been Bond now for 11 years. Mm-hmm. You just played a character who's old enough to be this woman's father, and then you have sexual relations with her. That should have been a sign. I would have been okay if this was Roger Moore's last film. Like I said, I mean, every every film, I think for a while now, we've been saying, if this was only his last film... <laughs> His legacy would have been, I think, better. I think more people would have been okay with him. But he just keeps going and going and going. And it's just preventing Tim Dalton from being Bond. And just knowing that, I mean, in hindsight, it's just like, stop, man. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know this is it for you. Like, you're not going to ever get another role like this. You're already in this film. He's 55. Mm -hmm. Come on, Roger. You're still going to get invited to conventions for the rest of your life. It's just stop. Just stop. Okay, understanding his age and everything, do you do you think he did the job fine? Do you think he was well-rounded or anything? Because that's my notes. I thought he did a well, a well-rounded... He did okay. Yeah, I thought it was fine. He should have ended here, though. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. This was it this, for him. This, yeah, absolutely. And, and I would have been fine if he wasn't the Bond in this film. Right. But, yeah, the next one is, yeah, way too long. <sighs> All right, so... And are we going to start speculating on where he's going to rank in the... Well, I know where Roger Moore <laughs> ranks for me. Do you want? Do you want to speculate? 
he's gonna be in the he's gonna be one of the lower ones yeah. for me. Um, he's not last place. He, who is your last place? Lazenby. Who is your second to last place? Roger Moore. I think Pierce Brosnan's gonna be below him for me. I can see that because I really only liked. We're going off the rails here, right? But now I'm gonna finish my thought. Go ahead, please. I I really and and we've talked about it on numerous occasions now, but I really like Pierce Brosnan as Bond and Die Another Day, but it was the shittiest movie on the face of the earth. See, my feelings my feelings are like flip flopped. Whereas, no, are we saying the same thing? I think I, I was. There was more to my story. I really liked him in Die Another Day. I liked uh-huh. him as Bond. Right, right. And Die Another Day. I'm the same. I page like the Bond movie Goldeneye, uh, the Pierce Brosnan Goldeneye movie, the best out of his right. four. Right. I wish I could take him out of Die Another Day, put him in Goldeneye, and it would have made him that much better for me. Uh huh. Because he's not the pretty boy Bond at that point. He's the, right. the grizzled Bond. Yeah. And then. I just think, and I still need to. I still need to figure out the whole. Roger Moore did seven. Uh, Brosnan did four. Do I give Brosnan the pass, or do I give Moore the pass on multiple duds, but a couple that I really liked even better than Goldeneye? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm gonna have to balance out. But I think Brosnan might be below Moore for me. See, with the Brosnan <clears throat> films, I liked his portrayal, but I didn't like the movies. Mm-hmm. With the Roger Moore films, for the most part. I thought the movies were okay. I just didn't really like his portrayal of James Bond, and I think some of that has to do with Roger Moore's personal sensibilities. Mm-hmm. We've we've speculated on numerous occasions did Roger Moore, you know, have an issue with drinking? Mm-hmm. We know from earlier in the series with Live and Let Die, he's a cigar smoker. Yep. So he brings that to James Bond's, and you know, he's not comfortable with the violence of James Bond. So that gets like. We have that trivia. Uh, we talked about Roger Moore doesn't run. <laughs> <laughs> so there's... I, I've always looked at it as taking the best James Bond portrayal you had. And that's where I'm going to rank you. So it's not really an average of... I'm not going to discount more for sticking around for um, A View to Kill. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to try to take his best portrayal and put it up against the best portrayal of... Somebody else. What it a lot. What it gave him is seven chances to give us a good portrayal. Yeah, which I think is some some ways unfair for the other guys. But hey, you know what? That decision was made, and he it, had seven shots. So. Yeah, it was what it was. Yeah. Rank the overall movie. Uh, I, I we've already we you know we talked about this a couple times. I I like the movie, and even after doing this podcast, now we're at the coming up to the tail end of it. Mm-hmm. I really don't know why. I I just think maybe maybe it was the pure. Actually, I know why, and I haven't mentioned it. Okay. I really enjoyed VJ. I thought he was funny. The, He's the, a good sidekick? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the opening sequence with the... Uh, he meets a pretty harsh death. Acrostar. Yeah, that yeah. pissed me off. And I thought that was the dumbest weapon in the world. The, the, the what Yo-Yo was that? buzzsaw. What was that? I know. It's like, it's like an excessive weapon. Right. Um, so I, I actually was very pissed when they killed him off in the... It's a, I feel like it's a weapon with limited use. Yeah. Well, I mean, just... You constantly have to be on the second story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're right there. We're right there. <laughs> uh, I, I think um, from a different standpoint, uh, John Glenn, I'm liking him as a director. Uh-huh. Um, he's, he's putting together pieces that... And, I, and, and I'm going to have to think about this more. Um, but... Pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, 
there's something there that there's a, there's a reason I like this movie and I like John Glenn's. I really like John Glenn's job as a director. Okay. So, uh, it's gonna. I have it in the middle third. Right. I actually, have it listed as the top of the middle third, near the top of the middle third, but I don't have my list in front of me. So. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Where are you at? Um, I think roughly kind of like the same place. Yeah. Uh, you are. You just voice that you hate it more, but you actually put it in roughly. I think my problem is more with Roger Moore and the silliness of the ending of this film. Yeah. It gets a little out of control. Yeah, yeah. And it just drags on a little much with the train sequence and the disguises and just a fucking clown suit, man. Yeah. I just... It's a bit too much. And he ends up on uh, Octopussy's boat. Right. And so on the water with the the woman again. And it's just like, the I don't know, the whole... Like, what are the odds that this Fabergé thing, mm-hmm. you actually sending your best spy? You know, they had 008, and then they have 007 on this thing. They had 009. Or 009, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. They have 009 and then 007. Well, and that's where I was going to say, I mean, they, they lost the But they don't know what the connection it. is. Well, that's why they need to send another agent. I don't know. I mean, this guy got a knife in his back and falls into the ambassador's office dead during a white tie party and drops right. a Fabergé egg on the floor. I'm going to find out why he felt it was so important. I mean, he was dying, so... Yeah. Check out this egg I had! <laughs> I don't know, what else? Did you have any, uh... Miss Smallbone? We see just... Money Penny's assistant? Uh-huh. That that went nowhere. No, it didn't. <laughs> there was a... New, new M? Yeah. Rest in peace, Bernard Lee. Was that even Bernard Lee? Yeah, that's what they took. They took. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. They took the the, um, the movie off. They, they took a movie off yeah. and respected Bernard Lee. Yeah. And then it's the uh, the general they introduced and in, was it Spy? He's the character. He gets promoted to BM. Oh yeah. Although there's some controversy yeah, yeah, yeah. over whether he's playing the general gets promoted or in traditional Bond fashion they just hire from within. <laughs> They're like, you are now M. But I like to believe some continuity. That he is the general, you know, that we get introduced to and he's promoted mm-hmm. uh, to be, um, a, you know, and the head of MI6. My issue with, it's not really just this movie, but the movie, the mo- these later movies of Roger Moore, it's just like all the aspects. And you look back at our running rankings, look back at the distinguished debauchery, like everything that makes Bond, like mm-hmm. they just weren't always present in all the films. And, mm-hmm. you know, which is... One of the things I did like about Octopussy, and it's just frustrating that the ending gets so silly, uh, because Octopussy kind of had most of the aspects that make James Bond the character that we've come to know in the series. And so in, I think with me, Octopussy is kind of like a love-hate relationship, mm-hmm. where I like it for that aspect, but then just the ending takes away uh, so much for me, and it just like, it loses. Like, it just didn't know how to end. You know, like, they just didn't know how to wrap up this film, and they kept going and going and going. So if he finds his way in there wearing the red satin shirt that he takes off Mishka or mm-hmm. Grishka, whichever one it was, and he's not in clown makeup, does that change the movie at all for you? Does it make it not as bad? I think or if they it's... just found a way to like wrap it up cleanly mm-hmm. and said like we get this drag out fight, you know, in the when Octopussy's lair and it's just like there's another mm-hmm. double cross mm-hmm. and it's like come on, like let's just. The plane, the plane fight at the end though was kind of good. I, I get your point. So, are you saying the wrapping it's just it up like, of it felt the like, circus scene and the atomic weapon, the key point? It's just like, revenge? and this is, I'm gonna go off the rails. Mm-hmm. Remember the first time you ever saw Return of the King in the Lord of the Rings series? 
It's like they had 14 endings. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, we get it. The movie's, okay, we're at that. Let's just let's just wrap this bad boy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. And that's what Octopussy felt like. It was just like, oh, we're I get it. We're toward the ending. Let's just, okay, we don't have to have eight endings, you know, to this, this movie. Mm-hmm. And it was like big sequence with the bomb, then sequence with the all the ninjas and then mm-hmm. the hot air balloon and um and, and then the plane sequence it's just like horse chase and the plane uh, come on yeah. all right let's just let's come on let's go what was let's the, go do you have the runtime what was the runtime in this film i don't think i have that note i don't have the runtime note on me we can uh pause for a brief second and yeah we can keep we can te- i'm just curious now more than anything else you know i did kind of like the uh whole he ended up coincidentally in the same clown makeup and costume that 009 died in. I don't that know why it's like, I mean, it was kind of, you know, maybe they saved on costume. But. Maybe. <laughs> so. Or that he was, that it, it, it insinuates that, uh, and I never really thought about this before until you mentioned it, that 009 had made it to Octopussy's traveling circus. Mm-hmm. And he had figured out that that's where Khan was going to unveil the planet and he was trying to infiltrate that. Maybe maybe there yeah, maybe yeah. there's some Yeah, yeah. there's some larger picture about the clown suit that that I just haven't appreciated. Yeah. And it, I'll I'll give it a rewatch. I'll check this out. All right. What's the running time on uh, Octopussy? Uh, All night long. All night. It made 67.9 million. Uh 131 minutes. So it's two hours and ten, two hours and eleven minutes. It's lo- that's a longer. It's on the longer side. Yeah, it's still a Bond seventeen film, minutes. They're usually coming in at like yeah. Spectre's the longest one, I think, isn't it? I I, I thought I read that. Yeah, it's I, the longest film. I don't even think it was that long. But <clears throat> all right. So how was the realism in this film? Uh, buzzsaw yo-yo, uh, crocodile snorkeling suit thing. It's not the first time we've seen that. Flying a acro jet through a hangar with doors closing around you. Uh-huh. Um, atomic weapons. I guess that's not that far-fetched. Um, I thought it was a little... little. It's it's in the middle. There were things that I think were a little too far. Would you say that as a kid you would believe all these things were easily possible to happen? Yes. Right? That's... Uh, I'm just going to leave that there. I'm going to let it linger. <laughs> What'd you love about this film? Uh, the Acrojet, VJ, Miss Magda. I really liked Miss Magda a lot more than Octopussy. Um, hey, what are your thoughts about bringing back somebody who's already played a Bond girl to play a whole new Bond girl? I guess I can, I can let it go. I can get over that kind of. Really? Yeah. I kind of liked how I was they, like, uh... wait, wait, where's Scaramanga? Where's... <laughs> Is he here? Scaramanga! <laughs> I like the way they introduced her and I like the way they interacted with her with uh, the kind of Dr. Evil, not Dr. Evil, excuse me, uh, Blofeld number one type of thing with the of all filming the, from behind. and Of all the Bond girls, <clears throat> I, she might have been the only one that Roger Moore actually has some like real chemistry with, mm. which would explain why they bring her back because he notoriously got along with nobody yeah. that he worked with. It's a shame. Barbara Bach, maybe. I think those two may have got along. I, I didn't read anything negative about about those two. I really like the backstory. I like any time yeah, that nice. you tie in an Ian Fleming novel. And I like it even to, more now because of the, the Spectre connection. Well. Right, right. So, What did you hate about it? Uh, Orloff 
the way Orloff dies, I thought it was like a horrible death scene. It was such a canned and crappy death scene. I hated the Tarzan jungle swing when he was getting away from them as they were chasing him through the, uh, when he was escaping the monsoon palace. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really it. I mean, what did you hate? Clown costumes. <laughs> not going to get past that, are I'm not, no, it was a bit much. And then, of course, you know, the girl in the water yeah. trope. Oh, Again. and what did you think of the whole, uh, his, he hurt his leg? And his leg is symbolizing a uh, yeah. mm-hmm. yep. you know, erection mm-hmm. going on there. Yeah, good for you, Roger Moore. Yeah. Anything else you hated? Mm, anything you would kill? Nothing. Maud Adams coming back? I would have killed that. Just get... I would have said, really, we don't have any other pretty girls here in the 1980s that uh, can act? Which is the two requirements for a Bond girl. The two requirements they didn't fill in A View to Kill coming up. It's like, did we forget how to cast Bond girls <laughs> as Roger Moore was? I didn't mind Stacey Sutton. We'll talk about that we'll more talk about on the next, next podcast. podcast. Yeah. Speaking of which. Good morning, people. I just landed in your town. Good morning, people. I just landed in so next week Roger Moore definitely pushes his luck <laughs> as a 57 year old man we're supposed to believe is still a super spy that's crazy yeah it is I mean he's just really are we supposed to really just buy that like he's still out in the field I mean how did they just let it happen I mean if, I guess if you're not running I guess did he have just like some dirt on the producers, that they just were like, yeah, dude, you can come back. You can... In his defense, he does not look as weathered. Uh, from When you look at other people in that era with all the smoking and drinking and everything, he, he definitely held up longer than a lot of people did. Sure. But he definitely is too old to be Bond. And he... I Look at... Look at him in A View to Kill. Mm-hmm. And look at him in Live and Let Die. Yeah. And tell me he Holy didn't have a rough shit. he didn't have a rough twelve years. Yeah. I you know, he's just Even coming back a, just too much. Yeah. Just a little too much. He looks like a young kid in Living Let Die. Yeah. And he's in his forties. Yeah. He look he aged well. I mean in any other settings you would say like, damn Roger, you look great for a fifty seven year old man. Mm-hmm. Except you're supposed to be playing James Bond. <laughs> so this best is different as a thirty five year old. Exactly. <laughs> So for these musings and others, uh, remember to download our podcast on iTunes. Tell every Bond fan you know. Also, tell them to make comments. Comments, reviews, subscribe. Yes. It helps us rank higher. It helps it us does. get more followers. It helps us bond with more people. Absolutely. Tweet with us at bondingoverbond.com. Mention us. Ask us questions. Uh, like things we have to say. Mm-hmm. We're always using hashtag James Bond. You can find us uh, there on Twitter. Like our Bonding Over Bond Facebook page. Leave comments. Leave comments. Just like Jordan. Jordan. Yeah, a little shout out to Jordan. Thanks for listening. Thanks we for your kind it. comments. That was, was great. Really do appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was awesome to get that nice feedback from another fan. Absolutely. Yeah, so thank you for that. Um, you know, and if you're listening and you want a shout out on this podcast, you want to bond with us, you know, we're really looking forward to that, uh, getting some more letters. Mm-hmm. It's the only uh, taste of letters we have in our Rick. mouth is that, that, that bastard Rick. Rick. Our arch enemy Rick. So if you want to send us an email, where are you going to send that at? 
bondingoverbond at gmail.com. And of course, if I wanted to go on the interwebs, uh, an actual website, where would I go? You could go to www.bondingoverbond.com. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You're just going to find a uh, under construction <laughs> sign and a countdown to when the site's going to go live. Uh, you'll also find like a summary of our, our, our podcast and our project and what we're doing. And it's going to link you back to another site, www.lionize, L-I-O-N-I-Z-E, podcast.com. Yeah. Backslash or forward slash, again, for our international <laughs> listeners. Because we do have uh, some people that have followed us on Facebook that are in the UK. We appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello. You speak our language, so we, <laughs> we can say that and you understand us. Um, so, again, that's uh, forward slash or backslash, depending on where you come from. Um uh, bonding over bond and you can go directly to the bonding over bond section of Lion Eyes podcast and mm-hmm. you know we have some uh, again information some pictures of Scott and I if you ever wonder you want to put a picture to our faces when you hear our voices yep um, so yeah. we, we might put a little feedback out about our feelings towards Spectre yeah now check it out for our Spectre review coming mm-hmm. soon we're in the process of writing that and we're um, trying to add some new things so we're, we're, we haven't published it yet but uh, it's going to be positive mm-hmm. I think we can say that yeah, yeah if you're absolutely. listening to this realizing it's flaws but definitely pointing out it's good things and, yeah. and that it, and as Bond fans it was a love letter to us it was. and so you know we appreciate it we take it with love yeah. and of course Daniel Gregg is still a Bond after my own heart yep and if you only remember one thing what should it be Art? nothing adds gravitas to a scene involving disarming a nuclear bomb like a clown suit indeed yeah thank you for bonding with us here over at bonding over bond until next time shake it don't stir it i don't want to waste a waking moment i don't want to sleep i'm in so strong and so deep and so are you Distinguished of archery, a voice says martini Can I zero stop it right there? five olives. Yeah. I, have you noticed on the on the one or two of the podcasts, sometimes you leave that in? Sometimes. Okay. Do you do it intentionally? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna give you another ding. Yeah. <laughs>